Hello. Hello. Episode 49. Yeah, it is, right? And one I before just, the big one. I just noticed a mistake I made. What? I labelled it as 46 last week. <laughs> on the SoundCloud. Did you? I've only just changed that. Oh, right. Yeah, Didn't even notice. Yeah, that's because I just changed it. Something, something I did notice... Our clickbaiting did not work. It didn't at all. I thought it might have. Yeah. Got a picture, like, titled it in such a way. The Minions one's still going strong. Yeah, yeah. Just people fucking love Minions, I guess. <laughs> so so this is, this one's exclusive Minions 2 interview. Yeah. I, think, I think we should just go back to his roots. No more selling out to the man. Because the man ain't buying. <laughs> If we were, I would absolutely sell out if someone was buying. Yeah, I mean, like, if someone put an offer on the table, it could even be really small. I'm not that artistic. I so check money. out our extensive library over at audible.com. Imagine that. <laughs> Just, uh, why would we have a library at Audible? Why would we have anything for sale there? I don't know. Loads of fucking, like, vloggers and, and podcasters all have Audible sponsorship for some yeah, reason. Yeah, um, they do. They definitely do. Also, Squarespace. So Squarespace, not Squarespace is. It's a it's an online platform for website making. So it, it's basically a visual representation of um, website making using yeah. like um, using click shit, using templates and stuff. And it's actually really fucking good. You can create stores out of it. You can create do a load of stuff, and you can edit it yourself. So that does legitimately sound pretty yeah, handy. It's all it's an all in one platform too, so that you can um why am I doing fucking Squarespace advertising? I don't know, but you're selling it to me. <laughs> I've subscribed right now. Yeah, it's an all in one platform, so you can buy the URL, they'll give you storage. And like yeah. host their website and stuff. Excellent. So it's actually fucking cool. Well, if you're fucking so... listening then, go and buy a Squarespace. <laughs> that's, um, that's what Squares... are you waiting for? For fuck's sake, stop listening to us. That's Squarespace.com. Um, <laughs> I, a load of podcasts I listen to are sponsored by Squarespace. That's how I know loads about it. It's a, it sounds cool. Um, here's the thing I noticed yesterday, Rich, after you brought up that Beam map app yeah. thing to me personally. I saw people talking about it late last night. Yeah. Yeah, on Twitter. I I think it's interesting. I just I, you know yeah I I didn't expect it to catch on as fast as you said it would. Yeah. I just don't know. Good. I like being right. Yeah, you were you were right a little bit. I'll give you that much. Yeah, that much. Fucking, I've gotten right at the side of my because we've recorded this over Skype right now. Yeah. I've just you know Skype does in uh, fucking app advertising now. Yeah. My advertising this week is inside out and it just keeps playing the trailer over and over again. <laughs> with sound? Nah, no, no, no sound. Because if I had sound, oh, right. I'd lose my mind. And um, also, it says new Skype emoticons available. I don't yeah. really want to click it, but I'm not going to right They've now. They've been available for a while. Have they? Like, yeah, I better say a while, like a couple of weeks. <laughs> I, I guess I'm not on my Skype emoticon game. Well, we've been like recently. I've realised that Skype's got a web client, so we've used that a little bit. I I signed on to that last Monday. Yeah. When, uh, when work was down and nothing was happening. But I don't like the idea of using a web client in my work office. Yeah. Because um, of NDA stuff and stuff like that, they get a bit arty. Yeah, I don't I don't use it that much. To, to be honest. fair, though, I do see people talking over Steam to people. Yeah. And that's like senior testers and stuff. So I imagine they're not that arsed as long as you're not very blatant about it. 
it's just, eh, I, I don't give a shit, you know? Yeah. Fucking, right, so, last week in Manchester, I've had this on a note on the side of my um, PC all week, so I've wanted to speak to you about this. Right. There was a guy going down the high street with a pram, right, asking people to buy the baby. Right, okay. Right. <laughs> that's it, that's normal. Yeah, so, the mum, for an update, there is no mum to be found, it's just this guy, he's got this kid and he's trying to sell it on the street. Is it is it his kid? Because well, I feel like if there's no mum... He's got a prom. Yeah. He's not like he's fucking, like, I don't know, holding I mean, it. I mean, if you're selling a kid, though, you want you want the, the transportation. It's like a food cart. Okay, so infants. He, the guy didn't fully think out his kid selling, though. He's trying to sell it for a grand on the street. I reckon you could turn a smooth profit from a baby for a grand. I don't think you could... I don't think that baby's going to sell for a grand. If I'm out on the streets, right... I'm looking for a bargain. Right. Yeah, I think a grand's a bargain for a baby. Who carries... He's not going to take a cheque or accept card, mate. You have to pay him cold hard cash right there. Who carries a grand? That is a good point. Like... Like, And plus, like, a baby's not something I want to go to the bank for, because by that point, my impulse was gone, and I'm like, I am actually buying a human life. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I was arguing at work that the best way to do it is, like, 200 quid max. Because, like, people could carry carry Maybe, about that. What about, like, a subscription service? But it's all cash. So I have well, to keep yeah. going to his you house and giving him no, money. Just meet him in the market every month, drop him under a quid over ten months. Like, finance. Finance the baby. I was I was arguing that I would try and bargain the guy down to about 300, 200, and then spruce the kid up, sell it on. What is what is the legal ramifications of buying a child? Like if I buy that baby, right? I, I think it's when legal. it gets older and it's like, uh, sorry, I don't want to do your bidding. Can I be like, well, fuck you? I've got a contract that says you're mine. Or is it like, yeah, but that's just literally a napkin that that guy's written on. And I think it, I think it goes into slave laws, mate. It's like illegal to own slaves. <laughs> Even white ones. Yes, especially white ones. <laughs> well, that's bullshit. Yeah, but like, so I was just trying to argue at work that like a grand is way too much to sell a kid. Yeah. And you fucking, you gotta be, if you're trying to get rid of this kid, which he is because he's on the street trying to sell it, you're looking at like 200 marks. And then at 200, I take that kid, give it a makeup, make over, sell it on. Yeah, like 300. Like- yeah, yeah, you can, you could probably, I bet you could flip, I mean, I don't know. What can you do with a baby? Because, I mean, like, babies are useless, and when they're older, they're just going to leave because, obviously, you can't legally own it. So, you've just spent a grand to raise a child, and raise someone else's child as well. And, like, raising a kid's fucking well expensive, so, you're like, maybe it's a couple of hundred up front, but, like, it's going to be fucking thousands. Yeah, I know, but, like, you send it onto the crowd that are, like, barren and shit. You go, you go to the barren hospital. Just, I think I think buying a baby is it's a sucker's investment, isn't it? It proper is. Who's got like? I just didn't understand. It's like the buying guys. Greek currency. <laughs> well, they got a bailout, mate. They got a bailout. For now. Even though the country voted against one. <laughs> they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> I don't. I don't think anyone knows what's going on over there. That country, like, didn't that country vote against the bailout, and then the UN was like, "Yeah, but we're going to give you a bailout anyway." Yeah. And then they started riots. <laughs> 
they have like the same sort of attitude to finances that I do. So like when I'm like, I look in my bank and I'm like, oh, I've only got a little bit of money left, but but I really want this. But I don't need this, but I want it though. Uh, oh, all right, and I buy it, and then I'm like, oh, why am I so poor? And then I look at my weird thing that I don't use. Like, oh yeah, grease. It's basically how it is. What what was the weird thing? Oh, that you bought, right? I don't know. Uh, no, I was trying. I, I got lost in the story, mate. Could be a baby. You such a. <laughs> if I get caught in impulse, that's it. I'm, I'm now own a child that so, I don't legally own. So this led to a different conversation. What would you do if you suddenly had five thousand children in your ownership, all the same age? Five thousand. Five thousand. I'd ship them to my friends just to weird them out. <laughs> just to, like, Imagine receiving a hundred babies. Just like in a box. Yeah. It's like, these are yours now, do as you please. I reckon if you sedated a box of babies enough, like you could get them delivered without anyone knowing. I don't know. All you need is one to rat you out. Yeah, but they can't speak and they're all sedated. Yeah, I know, but... That'd what... be even more disturbing. Imagine getting in a box of a hundred just absolutely comatose babies. <laughs> What if one one kid's like from the uh, like from the block and is dead hard and has been sedated loads, so he's like got like he's hench. Well, then he gets gagged. Like <laughs> proper hench baby. <laughs> you just get like ninety nine sedated comatose babies <laughs> and one really surly baby that's angry as fuck, just writhing at the top, just trying to get out. And it's got like a um a fucking anchor tattoo on its bicep. <laughs> yeah. And a pack of smokes under its sleeve. <laughs> Oh, smoking baby would be both cool and horrible. The, uh, the best answer, the best answer, was kill them, sell their organs. Oh, baby organs aren't developed. No, right? he was going to wait. He was going to wait. He was going to rear them on farmland you first. You know how expensive babies are to raise. Yeah, but you, you've you got 5,000 kids. You've been trusted with this, so you've obviously been yeah. trusted by someone. Just... I think I think you'd probably make more money off making them into some sort of animal slurry. Kids, like, it's fucking... So if you want to buy a kid, mate, just go to Manchester High Street. Yeah, but a grand. The, I bet I could get him cheaper in Newcastle. Uh, well, the guy was selling it a grand, but it's a fucking buyer's market, isn't it? Just be like, no. Maybe it was some kind of sting up. Maybe, maybe the police are trying to catch some kind of baby buyer. They're got, trying to catch that guy with 5,000 kids. He got, he got arrested. It wasn't just allowed to walk on. He got arrested? Yeah, for fucking child endangerment. That was quick. He got arrested? Like, while like, you were on... there? No, I wasn't there. He was on the streets, mate. It was in the news, this. Oh, right. Yeah, child endangerment got arrested. The mum can't be found. There we go. That yeah. is weird. Yeah, I wanted to bring up the, the subject of baby, st- uh, baby selling. So, just because I need the closure, did he sell the baby? No, he didn't. No, the baby's, the baby's like somewhere probably... Probably going to go somewhere for free, to be honest. Well, yeah. Like, if anything, the police have just fucking skimmed a baby off the top, haven't they? Like, fucking <laughs> in Big Mackey somewhere with his little child. is like, ha ha ha. Like, it's a prostitute's child, so he looks after it. And the it. attractive one's throwing him into a furnace. Yeah, he, he gives um he gives Connie some money. So, <laughs> just fucking Vic Mackey stealing a baby. Just keep... Like, it'll, if anything, they're going to train that baby to be a drug-sniffing baby. Just you like, imagine that. Just, like, we, we haven't got enough dogs, so we've, ch- we've trained children to be sniffing drugs. 
maybe that's what you could do with your 5,000 babies. Like, fuck, fuck making them into animal food. That's yesterday's plan. Today's plan. Make, basically make them guide dogs. Or... Because, I mean, like, guide dogs are good in that, but, like, a guide dog's got no thumbs, so, like, if you need something that's really delicate doing, guide dog's got fuck all. It's like or a guide baby, guide baby could handle, like, a Rubik's Cube and shit. <laughs> if think... you're blind and you need a Rubik's Cube solving, <laughs> blind baby. There was that Chris Rock bit about, um, why don't they let midgets be guide people? Yeah. Because, like, dog can't do shit, but midgets can talk. I mean, you don't, like, this is why the toddler's good, because toddlers can't talk properly yet, so, like, you don't have to take any of their shit, but you can train them to do a Rubik's Cube. Also, which is really important for a blind person. You can only tra- <laughs> Like, which colour's on top? Red? I don't know what red looks like! <laughs> explain red! How would you explain red? You can't. You can't explain colours without using the um, term colours, mate. The, that was these, like, two things that always baffled my head when I was, like, seven. It was being told that try to explain a colour without using the colour. And try and think of a new colour. Like, I was saying this ages ago at work. I don't know if I've ever brought it up on the podcast. How do blind and deaf people learn? I it's, I don't know, but they do, don't they? So it's totally different. Well, it's something that we don't have any impact with. It's like, I always think about how do... Well, deaf people is easier to learn with, because you can read. No, no. Blind and deaf people. Oh, blind yeah. and deaf. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, because you like you need. I feel like you need one of those inputs because like you can't learn braille if you're blind and deaf. Because who's gonna tell you what the fucking dots mean? More braille. Fuck me! You've just ruined my head. I know. Right? This is what I was saying. Like, how do how do they experience learning? I always wonder how blind people dream. Maybe they just touch them a lot. Because like they have they have a totally different concept of how stuff is perceived, don't they? Like from yeah. t- from feel. They they have no um, eyesight version of what they can see and stuff like that. So their dreams must be just dead mental. Bl- yeah. You've ruined my head with this fucking blind and deaf thing. It's, it's so let's think about it. How did they learn? How how is it how is it possible? Did they ever learn? I don't know. Maybe they're just completely incapable. That's grim. That's really grim me out. Yeah. Maybe they get cochlear implants. Yeah, but like that's after that, they're not deaf anymore, then, aren't they? They're, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm like, saying. Semi-deaf. That's how that's how they learn. They're ass. <laughs> that's dumb. That's dumb. <laughs> I, I prefer D. Um, fucking that. You've ruined me. You've ruined me. I'd hate to be blind and deaf. I'd hate, I'd to... hate to be any of those. Yeah, like I'd hate to lose any of those inputs. I think you could live without smell. Like, if you had to lose one. Because, like, smell's quite a negative thing as well, isn't it? It is. Although you taste a lot with smell. Yeah, I was about to say, you'd lose a lot of taste out of that. Uh, I'd actually hate that. So, don't take any senses off me, please. If if it had to go, though, it'd be that one. Maybe I can use my 5,000 babies for researching how to get my smell back. But, like, it'd be that one, isn't it? A lot of people who who smoke, like, tend to dull it, don't they? Mm. Because the taste of smell goes... They do that to themselves, though. No, like, that's what I'm saying. If I an hand off, I'm not going to complain about having one hand. No, that's what I'm saying, that's what I'm saying. Do you know, have you ever heard about those people who, like, cut their own limbs off and stuff because they're dead mental? Um, is it not? Is it not called Munchausen's? I don't know what it's called, but it's just... For me, it's called dead mental disease. 
Uh, yeah, I think I think it's called Munchausens. So basically, they make themselves ill for the attention. And like, so they cut the shit off. Uh, that is like the extreme one. Another like another extreme version is they inject feces into the legs, so the legs become gangrenous. That is grim. Because they need, they, like, for some reason they need the attention. So like, they like going to hospital and stuff like that, and having the family around them. That is horrible. Imagine injecting feces into your legs. It's really hard to diagnose as well, apparently, because obviously, like, no one expects you to inject pure shit into your veins. But, like, right, if someone's got pure shit in their veins, you'd look into it, wouldn't you? Well, it gives them, like, like, they don't go straight in. They're not, like, in the waiting room injecting shit, and they're like, check this out. Like, they wait until their leg goes gangrenous, and, like, they get, like, fucking sepsis and all that shit. So, like, at that point, it's not obvious they've got shit in the veins. It's just like, whoa, it's like you've had shit in your veins. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> Who would and do was, that? The Munchausen person's, like, sweating. It's like, oh, yeah, that's weird, isn't it? <laughs> this just came on. Happened last night. But, yeah, um, yeah. I, like, I have somewhat experience with it with a family member because they have it. That's, it's, it's really weird. That's crazy. Yeah, she pretended to kill herself and everything. How do you pretend to kill yourself? She Well, she basically, over time, because she takes a lot of painkillers for all these things that she says. Right. Um, and then over time, she's developed, like, a massive amount of, uh, like, empties. And then she just kind of, like, laid them around her and then pretended to be, like, monged out on the bed. So we had to get the hospital around and everything. It's quite, it was quite a big drama, actually. You had to bring the hospital around all of it. Yeah. Well, if you can't go to the hospital, mate, you have to bring the hospital. <laughs> like, just knock, <laughs> knock on the hospital door. It's like, right, lads, got, got a problem. Um, yeah. Come with, come with. It's like, oh, all of you! Don't know who we'll need. But yeah, like, and then the basically the, the fucking hospital that came round. <laughs> like, <laughs> cheers for the biscuits. <laughs> How do you even get out of that situation? Um, there's no good will, situation there. Well, they were like, um, we've had a look and there's fuck all wrong with her, so we're not really sure what happened. She's she's just asleep. Yeah. Just, that's well, that's crazy. Yeah, it is proper mental. Well, that, no, that's just fucking mental. I can't really see the reasons for it. However, Me I'm, I'm not mental, so I guess there isn't. Fucking. Yeah, I saw I saw a person on Jerry Springer with it. Yeah. And Jerry Springer was like, "Stop cutting your arms off." And he was like, "Nah, I'm just gonna keep doing it." And that was Obviously. it. That was the show. Like, because Jerry Springer doesn't help anyone. Plus, it's all set up. So there is that. Yeah, that's mental though. It's a, it's a proper mental thing. Yeah. So talking of mental. Right. So yesterday I watched a film. Right. That's almost like it's almost a complete remake of another film, but it's also got some of the same casting. Well, I have to pretend that I don't know this already. Yeah. Okay, what film did you watch? Uh, it's called Brick Mansions. Oh, what is it about? It's basically District 13, which is a film that I quite like. What uh, is District it's 13? Film. It's a French film based around free running. I think that's what it's called, like parkour and shit. Yeah, yeah. But basically, like, they, they just segregate off a bit of Paris. Um, and there's, like, one guy in this segregated area that's like, I ate drugs. And like, he has a really nice tower block. But then all the other tower blocks are shit because they're all full of drugs. Uh, and it causes a bit of fuss. And then it, the police put a bomb in uh, by accident. And then the fucking... By accident? Well, like, he gets hijacked. And then, uh, and then like, they get an undercover cop 
which in District 13 doesn't actually seem that relevant to District 13. Because like in, in, in District 13, the undercover cop breaks a case, then he gets put on this other case to get his bomb back with the guy, because the guy who runs the nice tower block kills a policeman, basically. Yeah. Because the, all the policemen are corrupt. Uh, so he's like, well, fuck you then. Um, but then they're like, we need you to help this guy get in there. And then they do that. And it's all, all part of a ploy, basically. Like, this is spoilers for both films, because <laughs> they are the same film, pretty much. Um, like It's the same in uh, Brick Mansions as well. Uh, so they have to go and disarm this bomb. They give him the code, and it's like, go and get his bomb. And then the gangsters have it, uh, and then they have a bit of a to-do. And then they they save the day, basically. And then in uh, in Brick Mansions, it's actually in Detroit. Um, right. they've, just, they've just walled off an area of Detroit. Um, but Brick Mansions is really much less subtle about what's happening. Because, like, in District 13, like, again, this is big spoilers. Like, in District 13, the basic plot of the film is they want to get rid of District 13, so they've sneakily put this bomb in, uh, and the, the code to disarm it actually is what blows it up to make sure that it does blow up where it's meant to and it doesn't injure what they class as innocent civilians, which is people outside District 13. Right, so in District 13, the idea is that these two people don't know that they're trying to, um, that they're going in to disarm the bomb, but what they're actually doing is setting it off. Yeah. Right. Um, so obviously, like, it's a bit of an unlikely partnership, because obviously he doesn't like cops, the criminal guy, and the, the cop guy, obviously, trying to pretend that he's a criminal, but he's shit at it, because the other guy is pretty clued in. Um, so then, they do it in District 13, um... They get to it, they're about to put it in, and he's like, hang on, that's the fucking area code for District 13. That's a bit of a coincidence, isn't it? And like, oh, holy shit, yeah. So then they play it cool, and the guy's like, what the fuck's happening here? Um, and they basically drop the bomb on the, the table. Because um, up until the point where they put the bomb in, it's not clear that it's a it's a thing, because there's no said about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's handled quite subtly, I think. Like, there might be hints here and there, but it's pretty solid that they are going in to disarm this bomb. Um, and they drop the bomb on the table, and he's like, oh, I forgot the code. Uh, what was it? And then he goes to put the button, and everyone panics. And he's like, oh, yeah, well, we had to do it for this reason. And he's like, oh, we've recorded you. Uh, and then basically, District 13, the whole sort of walls and, like, segregating it off is abolished, and they just become part of the country again. Um over time. Whereas in Brick Mansions, this is where it really changes because the end is completely different. So, because in District 13 they, they basically beat the gangster guy and get his bomb. In Brick Mansions they don't beat the gangster guy at all. Like, the gangster guy's there and he's like basically he's about to fire it off and then he's like nah, actually no. That doesn't seem right. I don't want to kill loads of innocent people. I just want money. And he has like a sudden turn of conscience, right? So then the good guys are like, all right then, we believe you. Let's not set the bomb off because it is a bit of a coincidence that. And then they take the bomb in and then for some reason, all the gangsters guys are, and the, the good guys are now friends. And then they charge the office with this bomb. Yeah. And they're like, oh yeah, this has happened. And then the fucking gangster guys running for mayor and the best mates just yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah, that's how you do it, mate. What the fuck? You turn, you turn around, well... He saved the ghetto, right? Didn't blow it up and took down police corruption. Yeah. I'd vote for him. He's better mayor than Carquet. <laughs> but 
But like throughout the entire film, the good the good guy, this Lino, who killed the cop and he's trying to help him stop it. Yeah, yeah. He's like, stop selling drugs in my place. I fucking hate you. You're an absolute cunt, mate. And he's like, nah, fuck you. And then just at the end, he's just like, this guy's definitely going to be a good mayor. Well, I support him. People We're change, mate. Now. People change. You, you haven't seen the in-betweens where they had those like sessions where it's like, I hated you. And he's like, yeah, justifiably, because I was selling drugs yeah. and you didn't like it. But all I wanted was money, and that's like, he was like, "Yeah, fair game then, fair game." I I also kidnap your girlfriend, but let's not mention that. No, because she's now my mate as well. Yeah, kid, that's how you make friends, mate. You kidnap them. So yeah, that was uh, it. Was just really shit, and I... it was just like a slightly because le- obviously as well in the brick mansions, right from the start, the mayor's like, "We're going to have to get brick mansions out so we can make this brand new development here and save Detroit." What shall we do? I don't know. Oh, a bomb's gone. It's just really, like, it's not even subtle. They basically just said, we're going to go out Brick Mansions. Oh, we've also lost a bomb in there. Funny coincidence, that. Fucking Brick Mansions. Fucking, I... How was the RZA? All right, he was the gangster guy. Um, And it was an interesting... Like, it was quite an interesting character because he was kind of like... He was like a smart gangster. Like in the other one, he's more like, oh, I'm angry. But in this one, he's more like, oh, I am a businessman. He's a bit like Stringer Bell. Does Cash rule everything around him? He says that, and it makes me sick. Like, in one one of the lines in the film at one point, I think he's like, um, oh, why are you doing all this? And he's like, look, where I'm from, Cash rules everything around me. And it's just, it's just proper, it's like a clang... Like why? And then everyone just looks at the camera and like it's sick, vomits just, everywhere. Oh! <laughs> it's like, oh, what's he doing? Actually, the entire scene just breaks down and Riz just, just winks at the camera. Yeah, just everything pauses for a second. Just looks at the camera, a little bit of a wink. Yeah. And he comes back to it. So yeah, it's it wasn't a great film. It was all right until the end. It was pretty, like the start as well is exactly the same and it's dead weird. Well. Um, it's one of those films, right? It's, it's a fairly successful action film, District 13. I've only ever seen the opening. <laughs> yeah. And um, I, I know of its existence. It, the, the place where it falls down is that it's French. Right. right. And I'm not saying that as a criticism. I'm just saying that American film audiences don't read subtitles. We don't. Yeah. We just don't. So to remake it with, with the same dude, and, and Paul Walker it, it is popular, was popular. I don't know really how to phrase that. Um... So I can see why they did it. Yeah, it's really weird because obviously the main character is still the same guy. Yeah. Also, doesn't have a very strong French accent, which is really weird. He does, uh, he does in the trailer. In the actual film, he doesn't. It's more like American. He sounds like a fucking game character. He's probably that, he's probably just learned <laughs> in America, I guess. Then. Yeah, he does have like a hint of French, but like I expect it to be mainly French. How, was there a? a a veritable feast of hip hop soundtrack for it. How many DMX songs were there? I actually don't know. I weren't really paying attention to the soundtrack. It just kind of blends in for me. No DMX songs, no dice. It's alright though, especially if you've not watched District 13. Like, it's I, not, it's not I the first film you could watch. I wouldn't watch Brick Mansions over District 13 if I was going District to choose District 13's one. the better film, in my opinion. I would say I would always watch like the original rather than what it's based on. But I've never seen... Well, I tried to watch Infernal Affairs, but I was drinking at the time, so it didn't really work out. And I absolutely loved The Departed. Yeah. So I don't... Maybe I should watch Infernal Affairs at some point. 
It's really weird as well. What's what's strange is, like, throughout the film, Paul Walker is an absolute badass. Like, he can just do anything. He's just flying around everywhere. Like, he fucking jumps out the back of a moving van at, like, 70 miles an hour and, like, gets into the driving compartment and all that. But then there's just one bit, right, where there's a wall. It's not that high a wall that the main character jumps straight over and then he's just like, oh, that's that's hard, that. And it takes a second. He's just like, I'm going to have to find another way. And then he ends up coming through the ceiling. Like, proper weird. I don't know. It's like they were like, we should make a joke somewhere along this, but, like, let's not make it actually make sense. Uh, from the trailer, which I watched last night, um, it, it, it just looked like... He- the French dude was doing all this cool shit, and then he was like the buddy that had to like follow along, and he was like, "Oh, it's like, well, he's dead." It's not me. like that in the film. In District Thirteen, the other guy who calls himself Fan Thomas, it, who's like a French superhero or something, is fucking incredible. And so is Paul Walker, apart from this one scene. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> what would you rate it out of seven? Out of seven. Out of seven. Well, if if. Seven is where we're putting District Thirteen. I'd rate it a six. Seven isn't what. No, I mean, just mean out of one to seven. Where would you put the no? I don't know. Would you consider District Thirteen ten out of ten? No. Then where would you put? That's District... why I thought we were going one out of seven because no. that's like the ceiling. No, I'm just, I'm just fucking couldn't be off with ten. I don't know. Five then maybe. Cool. Just over half. There you go. There maybe go. four. Okay, so worth worth a watch if you've got nothing else planned. Yeah, I wouldn't regret watching it, but if I was going to pick a film, it wouldn't be that one. Yeah. I watched a film last night. Don't know its name. I watched it in a chat with some people online. Right. Because right. <laughs> right. I, I live a weird life. So, um, it starred WWE superstar The Big Show as a crime boss called Victor Abbott. And at the start, the police are like taking down Victor Abbott's gang inside some warehouse. Right. And Big Show gets captured and, like, dealt with. And he's, like, getting processed. And he says the other character's, like, the cop who captures him. And he's like, oh, I'll remember this, blah, 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 blah. So the Big Show goes to, like, gets arrested, goes to court and all the charges are dropped. (laughs) And he gets out scot-free. And the policeman is like, oh, he got out scot-free. That don't matter. I'm just going to head home. So he calls his wife. Big Show's on the phone. He's at his house. (laughs) <laughs> right. So Big Show got off scot free, had no charges, decided, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to kill that cop's girlfriend. Right. So by the time the cop gets there, the girlfriend's covered in glass and shattered and everything. And she turns round to Big Show and says, don't do it, I'm pregnant. Big Show starts eating her in the stomach! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's going to solve the pregnancy so then he can legitimately murder her. That's just morality, mate. Right, so... so That's crime ethics. B- Big Show, 101. getting off scot-free, decides the best thing to do is go murder this guy's fucking girlfriend. Cop turns up, other cops turns up, he gets arrested, sent to prison. Right? <laughs> right. So, the cop, having losing his mind because his new, like, babby and his girlfriend are dead. Or wife, it might have been wife, I don't know. Are dead. So he's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to purposely get caught and go to prison so I can try and take down Victor Abbott. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, as you do. Right. Standard logic. So the cop, I forgot this cop's name. <laughs> he's just cop. Decides that he's going to go kill Big Show's brother. 
So he goes in, he phones the police, he's like, yeah, um, I need a bit of backup. And just goes in and starts gatting fools. Right. And just gets caught for it. So he's like, so the cop gets sent to the, apparently magically gets sent to the same prison that Victor Abbott's in. Yeah. And then from there, he's just murdering everyone. Ooh, the cop? Yeah. He creates fucking brass knocks out of some copper. And Big Show um, is apparently running this prison. I don't understand it from there. From there, that's all I've got for plot. From there on, just shit starts going down and cop starts murdering everyone somehow. <laughs> just in this prison. Never gets actually put into any sort of maximum security thing. Just keeps running rampant. Pretty much, right? And it turns out that the bad guy all along was the prison warden. <laughs> <laughs> and the prison warden had a deal with Victor Abbott that was only working when it was on the outside. Right. I don't know what the deal was. <laughs> that was that's the film. That's the film. The fucking Big Show gets fucking murked, and the cop just stays in prison. That's the film. <laughs> I was losing my mind. Right, because the cop turns up and he gets jumped in um, the laundry room, very much like Andy Dufresne. Yeah. By someone who looks like Jon Snow. Right. And just two other guys who eventually just all get murked. <laughs> he just goes round like, he creates a shiv out of a pen and starts stabbing people's necks. Right. And the Big Show's like, don't worry, I'll deal with it. And does nothing. And then eventually the Big Show dies. <laughs> That's it. Sounds like a very complex and intricate plot. It was, it was 81 minutes from start to finish, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it was seen, 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 seen. At one point, right, the cop's ex-partner gets called into prison. He's like, yeah, um, the prison warden phones up. Because the prison warden's got all the other guards in lieu as well. And um, it's just like, oh, yeah, um, your ex-cop buddy's been murked. Come down, check the body out. He comes yeah. down, it's an ambush to kill the other cop's fucking partner. Inside the prison. Well, he didn't even need to be... I don't understand! Oh, it was shit. <laughs> it was dead shit. I just think you've obviously misunderstood the delicate subtext in that film. It was a WWE film. <laughs> delicate subtext. It was dead, dead shit. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, but I, I am misremembering some of it because I was absolutely blitzed. Yeah. It was, it, it was fun to watch with people who were making fun of it. Yeah, and um, the the funny the best part is that because Big Show's a massive massive individual, everything that he was holding was just dead small in his hands. Yeah. So at one point he had a gun. It was just like a little toy cap gun, like, and he was just going bang bang. <laughs> oh god, bad films. Don't don't watch whatever that film is. <laughs> Stay away from Big Show and films. Right. Well, what else have you been up to this week? I've been playing some Rocket League. Oh, we've been playing lots of Rocket League. Because we, we mentioned at the end of last episode that we were going to buy Rocket League. We did buy Rocket League, and it's been an absolutely fantastic time. I want, I'm want. i really in the mood to play some today. Yeah, um, Rocket League, little, um, it's like three-on-three, four-on-four, like soccer, isn't it? Yeah. It's like you play with cars, trying <laughs> to store it in the other people's goal. And it's actually got quite a bit of, like, tactics to it. Yeah, there's, there's a surprising amount of depth for how simple it is, I think. Yeah. Like, the concept itself is incredibly simple to play. Like, you can get people playing it within, like, a couple of games. Like, it'll be a bit hectic in their first game, 
But the concept comes about. It's just like get the ball, score, score the goal. Yeah. But then it come, it gets a bit more complicated when you take into a t- like into account like positioning, having a person back for defense, using the momentum. Yeah. And how to dribble and stuff like that and setting up for your teammates. It's fucking fantastic. I really couldn't recommend the game more to anyone. Like, it's fun in 1v1s, it's fun in 2v2s, it's fun online. It's just a really fun game. I don't regret spending the money for £15. £15 on PC and free on PlayStation Network right now if you've got PlayStation Plus. I mean, I have... have, It's only on PS4, though. It's worth noting. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I have 30 hours in it already. I don't have that many, but I have, like, maybe 15, 16. Yeah. Um... Like after we after we finished last podcast, we bought and played like a four v four. But where we had the most fun, or at least I arguably did, um, was the two v twos. Yeah. Like me, me and you had a great time on the two v twos. My favorite mode is probably three v three. I mean, that's the way it's designed to play. Yeah. But I also really like two v two. I like four v four is a bit hectic, but I wouldn't say no to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I just I'm hoping because it's had a few server issues. Which I, seem to be all like all but gone now. I've like, not, I've not experienced any. any problems for the last few days. Look, because of my work pattern and where I am and stuff like that, I've not really encountered the server issues. Yeah. I've had a few laggy games, but that's few and far between. No, like Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, the servers were fucked. Like it was really hard just to get in a game. And um, so I'm, I'm actually really enjoying it. I want to play more 2v2s, I want to play more ranked. I'm hoping that they sort out the 3v3 to allow team play. Because at the moment, the 3v3 is just, like, you're allowed to go in 3v3, but you've got to be solo. Yeah, that's only for ranked, though, it's worth mentioning. Yeah, it is only for ranked. However, that's what I want to play, you know. I want to play the ranked yeah. stuff. Because, you know, have close games, have fun. Yeah, it is a, it is a shame it works that way. Um, I'm hoping that that will change. They they announced um that the DLC will never be like pay to win stuff. It might just be cosmetic stuff as well. Yeah. And I I could be swayed by a bit of cosmetic DLC. Just like if it's cheap enough, you know, give a bit of money to the devs. Yeah, I definitely would be above paying more for it. Especially yeah. as I say, I'm like thirty hours already from those fifteen quid. Like I've got my money's worth. I I would have got my money's worth on that on last after last week's podcast. I had a great yeah. time with it. it. Um, have a lot of our friends played it, but I don't really know. I've been away this week. I've not done much. Um, I think our mutual out of our mutual friends, um, the people we know more in real life. I think six people have got it, including yourself. That's good. Friend. That's good. Free refreeze. And then there's more that I know that have it. So. Yeah, it's good. That that's good. Um, it's fantastic. I couldn't recommend it more. Also, it wouldn't be free v freeze because it'd be seven of us. Yeah, oh, six including myself. Right, I get it. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I'd be the seventh because yeah, yeah. I'm talking my, on my friends list. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. But yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to play. If if not, if you like games, which well, you probably do if you're listening to us, it's 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 very multiplayer centric as well. It's worth mentioning. There's single player to it, but I don't know if you'll have fun with it. Online 1v1 is okay, but it's just a bit shit. I just it, mean in the season mode and stuff like that. Oh, the offline stuff I've not played. It's I've, not that kind of game. I've played some of the offline stuff, and it's it's fun to play about with, but you're not going to get a lot out of it. It's online where it thrives, so I wouldn't buy it if you're very single-player centric. Yeah. But it is, it is great. 
it gets I find one of the downsides is it gets a bit tiresome after a long period. Like if I play it for like four hours straight, by the end I'm just kind of like, yeah, I, I feel like I can do something else now. Well, I that's why I play it in like hour to two hour bursts. Yeah. I don't like hammer it. Um, but it, I think that's because the the matches are perfectly timed too. Because a match is five minutes long. Yes. So like, you're playing a lot of matches in that time. So by four hours, you're at least playing like twenty matches. Yeah. So it's just it's a lot of it's a lot of gameplay, isn't it? There's not that much downtime. Yeah. So uh, I can see why it becomes tiresome, but that's not a knock on the game. It's just there's not many games that I'll play. And for it four takes hours. a long time to get tiresome. Yeah. Like... There's there's not many games that I'm gonna play for four hours straight. I don't know. Most of the games that I play regularly, I could easy like yeah. Counter Strike and Dota. Although yeah. obviously can't play Counter Strike at the moment. Yeah. Um. But that that's two two games. Like I'm not gonna sit here and play fucking um Lego Batman three for three hours straight. You know. Well, what is wrong with you? You know, I'm not gonna sit here and play Dark Souls for that amount of time. I think I would die of stress. Actually, I would. I could oh. play Dark Souls. I, I, I'm trying shit. I, I play games routinely, but like multiplayer games, it's like playing Trouble in Terrorist Town. You don't want to play for four hours, but like two, like a one to two hour good amount of game is good. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Eh? That's a good simile. <laughs> Hoping to get on some of that as well. Yeah, hopefully we can play that today. I've got the server all set up ready. I'm just uh, just need the people. people. Yeah, but everyone's social and has lives now. I know. Usually I am on a Saturday. Apparently, I didn't realize this until yesterday. It was like an epiphany. I said it to Mark as well. Mark was like, "Where is everyone?" I was like, "I said this to Rich. You're generally with Rich, so don't notice how dead it is on a Saturday." Yeah, there's like no one about at all on a Saturday. It's dead Yeah, I I had a great time though. I played some Counter Strike. I watched a film. I got fucking devastatingly drunk. I watched a film. That was nice. Yeah, it was okay. Um, just as a quick aside, just remembered. Um, con- congratulations to our dear Adam Scott. Oh yeah, yeah. Shout out Scotty yeah. getting a job. Yeah, con- um, congratulations. He, he, um, it couldn't have come at a better time. You know, man just graduated, got into a job. It's all good. It is nice, yeah. It's good timing. Oh, uh, have you been up to much this week? I've not really, no. Like, I've not really had much on this week. Um, I've had a proper shit work week. Yet another person's left work. Fucking hell. This is actually someone in my sort of team as well. Although it's not someone... It's not someone direct... Like, our team is basically two sides. It's the front-end side that do a lot of, like, JavaScript and making things look and function nice for users. Yeah. And then our side is the more sort of data, boringy, back-end side, where it, it actually does things. Um, and it was it from your side or the JavaScript side? No, it was from the, the front-end side. But it was someone at work who uh, is quite chatty, so it'll, I'd be quite sad to see them go, to be honest. Have they, did they leave in that week, or did they, leave, did they put in their notice? Just put in their notice. So I've still got another month of them existing. Will you never see them again? Uh, I, I would assume they'll come out for staff night outs, at least in the future. To be fair, I, I still text um, pe- some people who've left our place still. And I still, yeah. I still speak to some people who have gone down the road from our place. 
we generally have bevs when we get paid together. Yeah, I imagine they'll, they'll come out occasionally because uh, they were one of the people that came out a lot. So yeah, it, it'll be quite sad to have one less person in the office, so especially one someone less I thought. Shining to. star, mate. Yeah, I w- like it wouldn't be so bad if people that I don't really have anything to do with left, because <laughs> it wouldn't really make a difference. So why don't they leave? Why not them? Why not the people you hate leave and the people you like stay? Yeah, and I you don't cannot... really hate anyone in the office. I hate people in my office. My office is only like, well, I mean, it was only like 30-odd people strong. Whereas now it's probably like 20. Mine's got fucking loads of people now. It's actually going to be dead shit, I think, in the future. Because I think we're on the... Uh, because we're we're going through restructuring at some point, uh, so I think I don't think anyone in my team is gonna lose a job, unless they just get rid of us entirely. <laughs> um, but fucking, there's definitely gonna be some redundancies, I think. There always isn't a restructure, isn't there? Generally, yeah. So I imagine the area works quite tense right now. But there's uh there's some teams that I feel like could lose people. I don't mean in a way that, like, they could lose people without any sort of ramification, but I mean, like, if you were having to cut people, there is space. Yeah. So, uh, that's going to be quite uh, sad. It's probably the best word. No, it's always bad when people lose jobs, mate. You, you never want anyone to go through that. No. Um, it's always the same at my work, because I was the same. I was a fixed-term contract person. Yeah. So, so I knew how it is when it's coming to the last couple of weeks. And it, it, you just there's an air in the you know where people are just like oh what are we doing next like I'm not really sure. It's I bit, think it's, it's because it's tense. it's taken so long to decide what they're actually doing because yeah. there's not actually been a restructuring announced. It's just our directors left and it was looking like we were going to get restructured anyway. So that just kind of puts like another nail in the coffin. Yeah. Um, but they won't announce anything. So the, I think it's the uncertainty that's making people worry the most. I mean, it it always will be like. At least when people know, they know how to deal with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like when you're in the in between. It's just like, what should I do here? Yeah. Yeah. I hope it all works out anyway. But yeah, the I I RCO is a bit sketchy. Um, <laughs> What's a CEO? CEO. Oh Chief right. Executive. I know what a CEO is. Operations or something like that. I don't know. Um. So like I think he'll wait until the last minute to announce it. So he so people that he wants to keep don't leave, um, because they know we're going through redundancy. That is a bit shady. Yeah, he is a bit slimy like that. He he, he proper talks out of his ass. Like he puts all this stuff out about being like a values led organization, but it's it's just, just corporate speak, isn't it? He he obviously doesn't agree. Just corporate speak, mate. Corporate speak, everyone. Yeah, it's been a bit shit at my work. Not much going on, and I hate it when not much is going on because it's boring. Yeah. Like I'd rather. I think everyone's the same when they're at work. Initially, the idea of not doing much is kind of appealing, but then it's like I'd rather just be doing work all day. I'd I don't rather, know. Like, I, realistically, mate, we we were. I was in a situation where I couldn't do anything on Thursday and Friday. I wasn't allowed to put bugs and I wasn't allowed to close open bugs if I found them again. Because of because of some stuff that I don't want to yeah. get into. But so what it effectively meant was I was just kind of sitting there. Like I feel like you know like 
once every blue moon. That would be nice. It was like my entire nice week, break. though. It was fucking shit. Yeah, I think by the end of the week, I would start getting bored, not being able to do anything. It's just, uh, it, it, next week won't be like that. It was just a bad work week, you know? First yeah. bad work week I've ever had, though. It's like, I like work a lot. And there's something to be said about enjoying the work that you do. And, um, you know, it's pretty good. It's all good. Nice. You know? I'm a bit jealous. <laughs> about enjoying work. Yeah. I enjoy the work, and there's a lot of people in my work that I enjoy speaking to. Yeah, so we have proper bands. The one thing that I really work. enjoy about my work is the people I work with. So probably in, in a few months, then I'll hate my job entirely <laughs> with the way things are going. <laughs> but, um, yeah. It's all good. It's going to get there, mate. It's going to get there. You're going to hate everything and everyone. And then you'll be coming home just having bevs all day. It's like, I hate my work. Just devolve into alcoholism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm already, I'm already skirting on the edge. It's just gonna, it's just gonna knock me off the fence. God, don't even joke about skirting on the edge. <laughs> High functioning is how I like to say. <laughs> oh, um, it's close to the international. We're getting there soon. Yep, still on that vlog plan. Fucking, I forgot about that. The highly edited uh, vlog. And by that, I mean, we'll just put up raw video. Raw video of us just going, way, I'm drunk. What are you doing right now? Nothing, because Rich is asleep. <laughs> Imagine that. That's what most of the vlog's going to be. Just like, yeah. just it's it's 4pm, just waiting for people to get up. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, um, I think I'm going to be the only one there for a few days, and then people are going to repair. Um... As in, f- from other places? Um, possibly. I'm not really sure when people are coming. That's what I mean. Like, no one's set any dates apart from Kyle and Johnny. Yes. I know they're coming later in the week because Kyle's on holiday and Johnny do not want to be here the whole time. Yeah. So it should be fun. should be fun. Scotty's going to be there, kind of. But that's when he starts his job. Yeah, that's it's unfortunate timing that, but I mean, it'll job in it. It'll be around for the finals. I think he'll he'll see most of the games because they'll happen later on, won't they? Well, uh, yeah, yeah, they will. But what I mean is, he'll have to get up in the morning. Yeah. So he'll see he'll see games. He'll definitely see games. Um, with with that, it's a bit like didn't they start about six seven ish last year? Six seven ish. I think, if I remember rightly. It happened at five o'clock. Yeah, because I was at Paul Hazel, like a mutual friend of ours, Paul Hazel's house, a lot of the time. Because I was watching it with him, Connor, and me. <laughs> Kyle was there a few times, and we'd have it on his TV, and then on, during the downtime, I'd just watch him play 1v1. Yeah. And it was fun. I had a great time. I had a great time watching that shit live with um, with people. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to the international. Got a big buzz on for it. Well, they've they've announced the scheduling now, haven't they? The group stages are not this week, but next week. Yes. And everyone, even if you go zero to twelve in the group stages, you're still in the international. Yeah. It's just placement is different. Yeah, and also I think everyone gets a minimum of fifty k. Yeah, which is nice. A lot of people complained about that last time. Um, a lot of people did complain about it, but. I'm not entirely sure I agreed with the complaints. I didn't. I don't. I don't think just because you've got to a big tournament, you're entitled to money. Yeah, I mean, like I, I. Especially as you get paid to be there by your company. 
And also, all the fucking flights and hotel and stuff are paid for. So it's the wild card next Sunday. Next Sunday. The day we do our joint Dota League thing. Yeah. Which, fuck me, I've just remembered that I probably need to play Dota. Yeah, I think we'll get some Dotes on today, when I get back from the shop. And, um... Yeah, it should be good. Dota's in our future. I'm a, I'm on a big CS buzz too, so I'm getting good at that. Nice. Going forward. Games, mate. Games. I'm really looking forward to the wildcard spot, because um, once we know the wildcard, it means we can get start getting ads for the sweepstakes. Yeah, I think we should definitely have enough people for the sweepstakes. 16. Yeah, I reckon we could do it. Yeah, yeah. If not, we'll figure out something. But I, the sweepstakes are the best. Yeah, I really enjoyed the sweepstakes last year. I'm, I'm going to go with... I, like, I said this a couple of months back, and I know you disagreed. I'm still saying it. I reckon Na'Vi are going to be top four. Nah. I know, I know. Yeah, like you say, you disagree. But I reckon it's going to happen. I mean, Secret's definitely going to be up there. Yeah, 100%. Oh, yeah. Secret, EG, VG. Yeah. IG. There's loads of teams. There's loads. Is EG doing well at the moment? Um, no. That's, I meant IG. Oh, right. But, you know, it's always good. It's all, you never know. They might be a dark horse. Complexity. Oh, it would be well interesting if someone completely unexpected won. Well, I'm, I'm very excited to see the strats that come out. I'm wondering how much techies we're going to see. Uh, I, I don't think anything will be more exciting than somehow Alliance winning. Because <laughs> <laughs> Alliance aren't even there. Yeah. They're like... Secretly, they get bought out by complexity or something, and then the roster change happens, and there's a big drama over it. But somehow it gets pushed through, and then they win. <laughs> I don't know how that would work. Valve had a shit fit about Aero and Fnatic last year. They let Fear play, though. Well, no, they let Mason play for Fear. That was Basically, just... all... Comp- right, so Alliance are going to go to complexity, break their legs. Then they'll be like, oh, all our players have got... No, their fingers. All our players have got broken fingers. They can't play in the international. We need to pick up a new team. Luckily, we've got these five stand-ins that we had in the wings. Just so happens that it's the players from Alliance. Yeah, we, we contacted them all separately. Yeah. Um, they all said yes. They weren't our first choices. Uh, and then they win. Yeah, that would be amazing. Or even better, like MVP Hot Six win or something like that. Someone can expect it. <laughs> Orange. Someone actually in the tournament. Uh, orange. They're not in the tournament. T- Tong Fu. Just, I'm just naming old Dota teams, mate. Um, Cloud Nine. That that king that cloud ki- that card kingdom fucking team from LOL. I I would put. No, I would just do anything. I would give anything for Cloud Nine to get to the final against someone shit, and it looked really positive, and I'm still come second. Cloud9 are not getting to the final. Yeah, but like we're talking about unexpected results here. Uh, well, I would love for Cloud9 to get there, but I have no faith in Eternal Envy at all. In fact, what I what I really want is I want the Complexity Alliance drama to go through, <laughs> then then meet Cloud9 in the final, and then then beat Cloud9 again, and then just the next ten minutes, just the camera be concentrated on Eternal Envy's face crying. Oh, do you remember when he was crying and loaded tapped him on the back? Yeah. That was great. That that was one of my favourite tournaments, that ESL. Yeah. That's what I that's what I want. That's the drama that I need. Like if it was like pro wrestling, right? Every esports should the fucking Counter Strike's getting there. 
We we sh- I feel like we should set up like a esports pro wrestling federation. For Counter Strike, well, we'd have to write around the results, but sure. No, no, it's it's fixed, just like pro wrestling. I don't want the fixed part though. I want I want the I want it to be natural. All right, we'll just we'll just write on the fly. That's what I mean. It's, it'd be pissed. It'd be pissed. We'll do it in Counter Strike. Everyone's on drugs there. Yeah. Everyone's on drugs. It's come out. The people throwing games. Team switch. Counter Strike is full of drama. It's full of drama. Plus, like, someone like that guy from Car 9, is it Freakazoid? Yeah. He's kind of got, like, a wrestling body. He's ready. Fly. Fly from Dota. Yeah. Honey. Yeah, there we go. We'll just Pasha. Pa- Pasha. Pasha's top face. Top. Pasha's that, the John Cena. That could be, like, one of the fucking, uh, like, stories. He just, like, smashes in through a wall behind, like, Freakazoid and just, like, bricks him. <laughs> Like mid-match, like we'll just like whatever the results happen, but we'll have mid-match shenanigans. Yeah, just like in, just like interferences. This is a sixth player on the <laughs> in the game. <laughs> oh, we just somehow we somehow mod a sixth player into Counter Strike who's got like a rocket launcher. <laughs> it's the TF2 soldier. Yeah, yeah. It's like who is the strange masked man? And he's got like a TF2 face on. <laughs> <laughs> just like and it's a guy sitting at a computer with just like a balaclava on yeah <laughs> and it just turns out this Anders after years of commentating wants to get involved <laughs> he just slides in yeah like... also everyone has to play in a ring yeah yeah like there's no actual in ring drama <laughs> just it has to be in a ring just for show there's a refer- or maybe like maybe like two rings like the booths are ring with a big glass box over it and there's a referee in the middle like counting whenever someone gets shot yeah in fact no fuck it. it it's a ring but it's like um elimination chamber and then there's four <laughs> booths with like the player sat in with like a, a soundproof glass thing and then sometimes we'll just open the booths and they can just brawl it out <laughs> Did you know, sorry, th- th- uh, t- totally different, but did you know, have you heard of that electronic um, racing, E-League or whatever the fuck it's called? No. Like, it's supposed to be electronic cars that um, that are like F1 cars. Oh, you, right. They go just a little bit slower, but like not that much slower. Right. Anyway, um, before the match, if you tweet out to um, certain players... If they're popular enough, they get a speed boost that they're allowed to use in the fucking race. What? That's not, a, that's not fair. That's how cool is that? We're just getting there, mate. We're getting there. That's what we need to do. Uh, let's draft it up and then we'll get some sponsors. Okay. Um, Squarespace. And we'll everything shirtless. Squarespace, hit us up. Yeah. <laughs> Squarespace and Audible for uh, pro esports federation i mean i've already sold squarespace to at least one person <laughs> yeah so get on and i think that'll do us for this week yep yeah yeah no emails checked i checked it before mate check before we need to start the podcast with the email part because i don't think people finish listening to these podcasts uh i don't know they're missing out it's their loss our also loss i don't really care if they listen or not to be honest yeah So, keep listening if you do. If you don't make it this far, then fuck you. Yep, you won't hear us say this, Timmons. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Like and share. Subscribe if you don't already. We're on SoundCloud. Uh, Wu Talk Clan. 
we're, we're on iTunes as well, I believe. Oh, we are. Um, you can just search We Talk Clan and you'll come up with the RSS. You can just hit subscribe. Um, we've got CJed reviewed us. Um, oh, what? F- I miss CJed. Where's he at? Uh, I don't know. I don't know either. Um, uh, and yeah, uh, episode 50, big one next week. It's probably going to be the same as always. <laughs> <laughs> we could do something special, but I just won't be with We Talk Clan. It'll be a pressed episode too, because holy shit, we need to play Dota that week, that day. Yeah. And I'm on early, so fuck y'all. So, get ready for our 20-minute, 50-episode special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just do it while we're playing Dota. There we go, sorted. Um, (laughs) Missing, missing. I said it was missing! What's missing? No, that's that's an excerpt of this. (laughs) All right. (laughs) It was too real for me, that, mate. I didn't realise what was happening. Uh, So, yeah. So, uh, bye. Yeah, bye. I put the needle to the vein, close my eyes to maintain and enjoy the sensation as it shoots to the brain. I get a rush as it thrusts through the blood and infiltrates your whole system. Others try to warn me, but I never listen. I'm on a mission, missing when in the zone. I'll inject it at a party with others or when I'm home alone. It doesn't matter, just make sure it's pure and I'll be back again supplying you with business. Goodness gracious, man, I'm even tripping as I write this. Is it healthy? I don't know and I don't care. All I know is how it feels when I put it in the air. And nothing else really matters, because without it I can't function. The definition of a junkie. If you can't relate, at least I hope you listen to the story of a man with a musical addiction. CDs on my codeine, MP3s on my morphine. The black vinyls like nicotine. Yeah, I'm addicted to this music. And if I can't get it now, I might lose it. CDs on my codeine, MP3s on my morphine. The black vinyls like nicotine. Yeah, I'm addicted to this music. And if I can't get it now, I might lose it. Uh, I fiend for it, stand on the corner for it. Stealing for it, even if I can't afford it. Yeah, for it's the topic of my every conversation. And I'ma need it in the strongest concentration. Just so I can get a lot for a little bit. The monkey on my back, so I just learned to live with it. Hook like a chorus, growing like a forest. Fire when I'm burning up the road like a tiger. It's my real life, this ain't the wire. Temperature rising as I start to perspire. Can't kick the kick, I'm caught in a snare. It's calling my name and I can hear it everywhere. Yeah, Delaware, overseas, over there. When you put it all together, then I'm lounging without a care. Now the only thing is, do I flip it or use it? I guess it ain't a secret, I'm addicted to The black vinyls like nicotine, yeah, I'm addicted to this music, and if I can't get it now, I might lose it, CDs on my codeine, MP3s on my morphine, the black vinyls like nicotine, yeah, I'm addicted to this music, and if I can't get it now, I might lose it. Yeah, I'm addicted to this music, and if I can't get it now, I might